it's kind of woven into the fabric of my being and is part of everything I think I've done since I was little even looking back um, to to the, the things that I navigated to I, when I was growing up, there was always a creative outlet as a part of my day. Welcome back to Run the Layers. I'm your host, Creative Bobby. And on this episode, I have photographer, color guard, coach, and immediate past national president of Tall Beta Sigma, Adrian Raw with me. Adrian, how are you doing this fine evening? I'm, I'm well, thanks, Robert. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so... With this podcast, I like to, you know, bring people on from different walks of life. And one of the big, well, I won't reveal that yet. First, I will ask you, what does creativity mean to you? So it's a loaded question, right? But I think creativity to me is any sort of unique experience or creation or you know, something that someone can take ownership of that evokes emotion either in the creator, hopefully in the creator, but also in um, those that the, the creation may affect, right? So if you're talking about, you know, some sort of physical medium, when people see it, does it evoke emotion? Does, and, and that can be different types of emotion. It doesn't have to make people happy or sad or any particular thing, but does it create some sort of experience for that person emotionally? Um, and if it's, you know, audio kind of the, the same, the same way, right? Like, does it maybe bring up back memories? Does it, um, you know, help them see something in themselves or some, see something in the world or in others? So just something that creates some sort of experience for people. Mm. Absolutely. That's, that's a very good, that's a very good answer. Like creativity, like creating experience for other people and, and being able to do it in a myriad of different ways, especially like when you have to, and now I can get to what I was going to say in the intro, because one of the reasons why I wanted you to be on the podcast is because you leading tall beta Sigma in <laughs> during the panorama and like having to do all of that and like basically come up with new ways to like serve a large amount of people like on the sure. fly and it's like and the said that experience that you were talking about in your answer where it's like like being you know in the leadership of the sorority like you have to figure out how to govern and how to make sure that experience everyone gets an experience how can we have the experience safely and all of that, like culminating in, you know, one of my favorite times, which is national convention last year, which one that actually happened. And then, right. Right. <laughs> we got to have it. <laughs> and then to like seeing everybody, like being able to be around each other for the first time in for some people like years and for some people, this is like their first time actually getting to do it. So sure. it's, it was, it was a time. It was a time. It was a time. And yeah, to while we were creating the virtual experiences and navigating the waters of how how to make a, a virtual organization function, also planning to have that in-person event with the idea that at any point it could have to switch to virtual too, and how we would even navigate that. Yeah, it was it was quite an experience for me, <laughs> for all of the leadership team, 
Um, man, it took a village. You were part of that village, by the way. Big part of that village. Yeah, I did what I could do. <laughs> yeah, I did what I could do. Um, so I want to ask you, how, how do you use creativity in your life? And then after that, what is your favorite creation by you? And what is your favorite creation by someone else? Okay. So um, in day-to-day life, um, as you mentioned earlier, I um, am a photographer. I don't do quite as much photography right now as I would like to because I have little kids running about and, and playing the role of mom. So um, part of my creative energies, I guess you could say, flows into what they're working on and what they're doing. Um, this week, for example, my daughter has had dress up days and like creative project days every it's like the last week of school. So every single day, a different thing. So we've been doing a lot of creating on like the kindergarten level, (laughs) which is a little bit easier than, than, you know, an entire nation organization level. Um, (laughs) and then, um, when I can do photography, of course, um, I, I like, I really like to do both portraiture photography, um, you know, meeting with, with families, with people doing creating memories for them, helping them create their memories or capturing those memories. Um, But I also really like to do more of the artistic stuff um, and having a chance to, you know, go out in nature or go out to creepy old buildings or, you know, find, find different ways of, of using more of an artistic flair with, um, you know, non-portraiture subjects is, is always fun. and then I also coach and choreograph color guards for marching bands. And so um, a lot of my summer and fall time, if I'm not doing photography or being with the kids is spent um, writing routines, creating routines uh, for some high schools and a collegiate color guard. And so kind of just, it's thrown into every aspect of my life in one way or the other. I, I you know, I'm not sitting down at a data entry job or, so, you know, something like that, it's kind of woven into the fabric of my being and is part of everything I think I've done since I was little, even looking back um, to, to the, the things that I navigated to I, when I was growing up, uh, there was always a creative outlet as a part of my day. Mm, that's dope. That's, that's dope to yeah. have, like being able to, in your everyday life, kind of use that creativity and then having different avenues in which you do it. Because I feel like, I feel like sometimes a lot of people, when they think of creativity, they only see it in one way. Like they see it in like one, they, they kind of compare themselves to someone else that they see, well, like that person's creative. But it's like, just to kind of function in today's life, you have to like, and then with you being a mother, being a photographer, being a color guard, like you're having to fire off in many different directions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that that helps me in some ways, because if I get stuck, I mean, we all, you know, people who, who do art type things for a living, right. We all have those times where we get stuck and have like writer's block or photography block or whatever the case may be, where we, we just can't seem to push through whatever it is we're trying to work on. And so sometimes I found like, especially if I'm writing routines, if I get stuck, just stopping and like grabbing my camera and taking even pictures of my kids you know something that isn't you know the greatest creation of all time but 
just something different for a few hours that's still creative, but gets my mind away from it or going and like baking, um, which baking most of the time I follow recipes, but sometimes I get creative. And so like just kind of stopping and, and doing something different for a little bit recenters me, but it's still in what I consider my creative atmosphere. It's not like I'm sitting down and writing my grocery list or ordering groceries or, you know, <laughs> something that's more mundane. It's like just trying to find a different way to use that creative outlet for a few hours to kind of recenter myself. So I, it, it's very helpful to have some of those different angles. Eddie, that's very, that's very important. That's very important. So what yeah. is your favorite creation by you and what's your favorite creation by someone else? That is such a hard question. Um, I've been thinking about it since you sent me the question to kind of think about in my head. I'm like, oh my gosh, I that is hard to narrow it down. Um, one of my favorite photography creations, though, um, was almost by accident, <laughs> um, which is sometimes how the best things come to be, I think. True. Um, the band, the, the collegiate band that I work with, we had gone to Italy um, for a trip and the band was performing in different places. And of course, when you take those band trips, for those of you who may not be involved in band, you have time to like go do touring and sightseeing and all of that kind of stuff. So of course I brought my camera along. And um, we happened to be in, actually we were in Rome, but we were in Vatican City. So it's its own, it's its own place. Um, right in front of St. Peter's Basilica, there are two large fountains. And it was fairly dark out, but the fountains get lit up at night and they're just, they're absolutely beautiful. Um, and we were running late <laughs> to get to um, our meeting point, to get to the buses, to go back to the hotel for the evening. We weren't running late, late, but we were a little bit late. Like we were, we were crunch time, I guess. And these fountains were just mesmerizing to me. So we came out of the Basilica. We had toured the inside of the Basilica, which is amazing. Um, and we came out and I had maybe a minute to like take a, take a couple pictures of these fountains. And I was just, um, you know, anxious. and like, I don't know exactly how I want to do this. And oh my gosh, what should I do? And so I, I don't even remember quite how it happened. Um, my husband's grandparents were actually with us and his grandfather kind of tells me the story of how he saw it, which was that I just kind of like paused myself and centered myself and like, took a few shots and then we kept going. And he was like, I can't believe he, he saw the final print that I, that I have from that. And he just told me, he's like, I can't believe that like in a minute's worth of time, you could have done that. And I think it's because I didn't have time to overthink it that mm -hmm. I just was like, okay, I want a picture of this fountain with the basilica behind it with things lit up and, but I don't want to be too far away. And I want the water to kind of drizzle. So I had to like, you know, do some calculations real quick in my head. And it was like, okay, I've got this, you know, a couple of shots, here we go. And then I just kept walking. And it's one of my favorite pictures. We have it hanging in our home. Um, it's a good reminder. That trip was so awesome. So it's such a fun reminder of that, that time in our lives when we were able to travel, you know, a little bit untethered <laughs> compared to now with our littles. Um, and just the power of clearing your head and letting it happen mm. um, and not trying to force something too much, if that makes sense. Mm. So, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite photography pieces. Um, 
if we're talking color guard choreography, uh, you'll appreciate this because I know that you are a pop culture geek as much as I am. I got to choreograph the Doctor Who theme one year and it was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) It was so much fun. It was so much fun. Um, I, you know, it, it was it was like ode to geekness for Adrian. And I had such a good group to work with. It was at the collegiate level. And I, I just had amazing, um, amazing guard members that year who could handle some more difficult choreography, um, a lot of body movement incorporation. And so it just made it so much fun. And that was probably the, my favorite piece that I've ever choreographed. Wow. That's dope. That's dope. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So what about a creation? Yeah, by not every marching else? band. <laughs> a creation. <laughs> not every marching band does Doctor Who is what I was going to say. I was shocked <laughs> and like in awe. Um, <laughs> so a creation by someone else is also so hard. Um, if I'm leaning to photography, I think one of my main inspirations growing up was a photographer named Ansel Adams. Um, and he, he's pretty famous um, for landscape um, photography. And he traveled, especially like the US, but especially kind of in the Southwestern United States and did a lot of landscape photography. Some of the places are not there anymore, even um, that he, or well, they've changed, right? Over time, they've eroded or, um, you know, we as humans have kind of destroyed them. Um, but he, it was black and white photography photography um is over 100 years ago well right around 100 years ago over 100 years ago that he was um that he was taking photographs and his ability to use light in black and white photography has just always mesmerized me Mm. um and I grew up in southwest Colorado and so a lot of the places that he photographed were not too far from where I lived. Like that, like some of them I was able to go see for myself, you know, as I was growing up and it just, I was just always stunned by how he could use, I mean, it was just like, he used the light to paint the landscape or he waited for the right moment. And I'm under the impression that he, he would just, you know, wait for those right moments where the light, you know, was just perfect and you know would camp out or uh wait just wait for the moment to happen and to have that patience and that drive to like wait until it's all right is just so cool to me um and to be in nature in that way is so cool to me so I always love have loved his pieces and we've always had a couple prints again in our home hanging up of his work so I think that that he he has really really inspired me over the years um in the band world one of my favorite pieces is David Gillingham's with heart and voice um I played that in college it's a a symphonic piece and um kind of what I was talking about at the beginning any creation that evokes like just a strong emotional experience Mm -hmm. that piece for me is just the epitome of emotional experiences it kind of goes from one spectrum to the other and when we were 
working on it and performing it, it just brought a lot of memories for me forward. It was just one of those pieces that drew out like all these childhood and early adulthood memories. You know, I think it was 21, 22 when I played it. And it was crazy to me that a piece of music, I mean, I've had pieces of music evoke emotions and different memories, but that one, it was just like one after the other, after the other, after the other. Um, and from all different places in my life throughout the whole piece, it was just a crazy experience performing it. And so that has always stuck with me as one of my, one of my favorite pieces of music ever. In fact, um, so much so that it was played at national convention. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Nice. Like, I like, I like how yeah. the photographer you were talking about, like, like you were talking about him doing the thing that you did in your, when you were t taking that moment and letting it happen. I like, I like that theme of kind of letting it happen instead of trying to force something yeah. to happen, like sealing yourself and making and letting it happen. Um, that's, in, that's incredible. So I like how that, that correlates, that kind of relates, like you're, you're doing, that's, that's awesome. And it's, it can be very hard to do that as a creative to steal yourself. It can. And in photography, especially portraiture photography, it, it's really hard to kind of let moments happen. I mean, like when you're, when you're shooting a wedding, you know, moments happen. And so the, there it's a little bit different, but when you're doing like, you know, some of the more formal pictures, or you want to make sure like that you're, that you're capturing the emotion of the people. And I think family photography especially is difficult in that way because, you know, when you have little kids who have an attention span of what, 10 or 15 minutes, and you're trying to get the best possible pictures of them, it's hard. And I think it's hard as the parent too, having been on the other side of it now, like you want your kid to sit still and smile at the camera and take a really nice picture for grandma. And instead they're running circles around the photographer. <laughs> and sometimes it, I remind families that like, it's okay. Like if they're running around, if we can get them to make it into a game where they're running towards the camera and stopping for a second and then running away and then coming back and doing the same thing. Sometimes in those moments, you get the most authentic, genuine self of them and like their, their happiness and their smile instead of like awkwardly posing, not for all kids, but for some kids. So again, kind of like, like you said, letting that moment happen, letting that experience happen. And it's hard. It's hard when you're so focused on wanting to get the perfect shot or the perfect whatever of, of the family, um, the way that, you know, the way that you want it, the way that they envision it. And so, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a theme for me. <laughs> <laughs> nice nice so final two questions what have you always wanted to create but haven't yet and what's stopping you from doing it so photography wise I would say um I I've always wanted to do more celestial photography you know night sky photography going out into the middle of nowhere or into like national parks where you have um, maybe not the most iconic piece from that park, but but something that represents that park, um, and and doing like night stuff of it. I've I've gotten to do a lot of you know mornings and afternoons and evenings and 
afternoons are mostly terrible by the way, but, um, <laughs> but not like the overnight stuff where you can get, you know, the stars streaking across the sky or as pinpricks in the sky or, you know, on a, on a full moon or an eclipse or, um, or anything like that. I've, I've only gotten to do just a little bit of dabbling in that. And I've always wanted to do more. Um, when I was younger, I would say experience and nerves were stopping me from doing it. I didn't think I was ever good enough or that I had the right equipment or that I could, you know, drop everything and travel. And now as a parent, <laughs> um, you know, early bedtimes and responsibilities and <laughs> trying to travel with children kind of are, are stopping me. So I hope that at some point in life, um, you know, as our kids get a little bit older and can appreciate some of some of the national park stuff and the nature stuff and being in the middle of nowhere camping stuff that we can go have those experiences and still do still do some of that because it's so it's a whole other world of photography to me and it's um there's a lot of um precise knowledge that you have to have or you know you have to ha you have to know how to set your camera up for success to have those photos but then there's so much creativity within that space that I, I just have so many ideas that I would want to explore and try. And, you know, once the technical stuff is set up, really kind of just go for, go for the creative side. So hopefully I get back there someday. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know you're going to get there and that's a fantastic, fantastic goal. I, I, and I'm just, I like another ring. Another reason why I love these podcasts is like learning stuff about people that I know that I didn't know, like celestial photography. Like I, that's my first time ever hearing that term. So, but then as you described, it's like, oh yeah, obviously that. So that sounds like that would be fantastic to do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I'm sure everybody's seen it, right? Like the time-lapse with the stars streaking across the sky yeah. and like some iconic um, piece of foreground. Like I, I just think it would be so fun to sneak things in the foreground work and it would be fun to try it myself. I did get several years back now I had the opportunity to um hook my camera up to a pretty awesome telescope I couldn't tell you what the telescope was now because it's been so long I have it written down somewhere and I got to do pictures of what was called a blood moon when the moon turns really really red and is really full um it was one of like the ones where it was really close to earth at that time. And so it was really big. And um, there were a couple of planets that were in view, like right next to the moon too. And so that, that kind of sparked it in me um, that I, I really liked that. And, and it was such a fun experience. Like I said, you have to kind of know the technical stuff. And I was like, I don't know, I had enough knowledge to be dangerous at that time with the technical stuff. And then just setting up the shot and um, I got to do it with one of my really good friends who um, was in college at the time. And it was his professor's house that people were going out to and hooking, hooking their equipment up to. So that was, that was really cool and kind of sparked that in me. And it's like, oh, well, to do some of the other stuff, I wouldn't have to have like super crazy, powerful telescope, but I'd I need to be, you know, away from civilization <laughs> that makes in sense. order to do it and have the right kind of time of year. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get, get to that point. I think we will. The kids really like to be outside and like 
they love photography too. They both steal my camera. Well, the older one is allowed to steal my camera. The younger one tries to steal the camera and is told no. <laughs> He's a little rough on equipment yet. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Adrian, thank you for being on the podcast. Let the people know where they can find you and your work online. Uh, so a lot of my work, work right now is on my website, which we're kind of in the middle of rebuilding, um, but it's photosbyamore.com. And then um, the color guard choreography stuff um, is through the, the University of Nebraska at Kearney uh, marching band, and they have a Facebook page. So if anybody ever wants to go check out their marching band shows, that's where to find the collegiate band and the high school bands are a little bit harder to find because they're high school bands. But um, but if you're in the state of Nebraska <laughs> and you want to go to state competition, there they all my bands perform at state competitions. So, all right, that is awesome. That is awesome. Well, thank you for being on, and thank y'all for listening. Be sure to leave five star reviews. And remember, as you go along in life, teach as you learn and inspire as you do. See y'all next time.